really enjoying this performance today. Simon Madden. Oh, Vanderhaar, high tackle. The umpire didn't see it because he was in the sun. And a split second later, he put his hand up his eye to try and uh, get some. Oh, oh Simon <laughs> Madden, unbelievable mark. Ben Simmons. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 15. I'm Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone. This week we have an incredible three guests. Scotty has been working the phones like a madman, and he has got us three incredible guests today. One of them is, uh, well, the, the all three are board members of the Bombers. Um, we have Paul Cousins, Katie Leo, and an extra special guest, in my opinion, uh, Mr. Simon Madden is on today. Um, before we get to the guys, I just want to point out that um, I, I want to say thank you to everybody um, that uh, listened to us, that downloaded um, the podcast, that subscribed in iTunes. We actually made it to number eight. Number crazy. eight on the uh, most popular podcast um, for sport in Australia. Just behind the BBC um, and two places lower than Royan HG, which is a triple M backed podcast. So, guys, thank you very much. We, we really hugely appreciate it. Um, we had, I think, 1,250 plus, Scott, or something. Yeah, downloads. The, the response was crazy. And. Um... Considering it was Rob Kerr, it feels a little bit funny now that we're gloating. And, yeah, um, it just so happens that that was his last <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> interview. So we're a little bit nervous for all the three board members tonight, but I'm sure they'll be safe. I'm sure they'll be fine. Absolutely. So, guys, don't don't forget, um, hit like and subscribe when you um, when you check us out. It, uh, it 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 really helps us out a lot. So um, we... yeah, if you can, if, when you go on iTunes, if you it'd be great. We we really need some um, reviews. It doesn't. You can be an honest review, but. Yeah. Um, our, our show gets uh, a lot more visible on iTunes uh, with, the, with the more reviews. So that'd be great if you could help us out. And look, tonight we just thought with the three board members what we really wanted to achieve because we know that the, um, the Essendon Members Night is coming up. And so we wanted to have a, a club view on, on how we've been traveling and, what, and how we, um, I guess, have future looks. Um, as far as where we're going as a club. So I thought it'd be good to actually get quite a lot of the board on, online. And You've done well there, Scotty. So, yeah, it's great to have all, all three guys, um, and I'm, I'm really wrapped, and I really appreciate them coming online. Absolutely, and I mean, I, I, I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to be talking to... He's your hero. My, my, my no, no joke, honest to goodness, most favourite player in Essendon history in Simon Madden, um, I, I am absolutely stoked to be talking to the man. These 376 odd games. So um, we're really excited to have our, our three guests, our supersized um, guest episode today on the lunchtime catch up. So because um, we've got those three guests, let's get back to um, let's get back to the guests now. Yeah, let's get um, Katie Leo on the line now. Okay, we have Katie Leo on the line. Hello, Katie. Good evening. Oh, sorry, Scott just pointed to me and said. Over to you, Grant. Sorry about that, Katie. <laughs> um, 
Th- again, thanks very much for coming on the on the podcast today, Katie. We really appreciate your time. We've got a, we've got a couple of questions we'd like to ask. Um, we think that um, you're going to be able to give us a really good insights into um, uh, what it's like uh, behind the scenes uh, at the Bombers, um, especially for all of our listeners. So the, the first question I guess I've got, um, what, what initially made you want to nominate to become an Essendon board member? No worries. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, so I guess it all kind of started back at the end of 2014. So um, seems like a long time ago now. Oh, um, <laughs> um, but um, I, at the time, I perceived that there was a bit of a there's a bit of a gap between where I felt the football club and those who were leading the football club were and where I thought the membership base actually was at the time. So it yep. felt like there was a divide in communication in that space. Um, and so I, I was I was actually quite vocal um, about that in that year and um, then had a I, I think I had a couple of members kind of privately message me and say, hey, if you were to run, we'd probably back you on that. And I... <laughs> And to be perfectly honest, I had a bit of a chuckle to myself and um, and then thought, well, hang on, maybe there's something to this. Um, and so as time went on, I, I actually put my application in and got accepted and it all became very real very quickly. So, yeah, that's how we ended up where I am now. I think I even remember even around that time, uh, we were even chatting a little bit on Twitter, not not a heck mm. of a lot. We didn't really know each other too well. But it was it was interesting when you I remember you coming out and and then we started chatting and we then we started sort of getting to know each other a little bit more and um and uh and then and you started I, dating no, no, just we didn't. <laughs> um, and, but yeah it was uh it was really exciting um to see especially yourself come through and and I thought it was really important um that you would get on because I thought you would have a real connection between kind of um I guess the members in the club which was probably needed at, at the time. Um, yeah, I think also too, um, you know, my background is um, is in digital media. So I had worked in sport and entertainment for kind of eight years or seven years at that point in time too. So there was a skill that was absolutely a gaping hole on the board of the football club as well. So yeah. as much as it was also, you know, as much as it was very much about kind of being that voice and being that membership voice, it also allowed me to kind of bridge the connection between the football club and the membership base using my own kind of skills and my background, which was really good. Yeah. And is since you've been board member, my observations is you've been very transparent and very open on a lot of um, Essendon forums and Facebook and Twitter and, and Bomber Blitz and all those. Um, is that something you've been really passionate about, about having that sort of connection um I guess, on, on sort of, I guess, main Essendon fan forums and social media? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, if you're going to be elected on the premise that you're going to be open and, and be a voice of the members, then you have to continue to talk to members and take their feedback on board and talk to them and listen and, and understand, but also give as much as you can. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a bit different now than it was when before I got on because we're obviously, we are actually under a media policy, so we can't say everything that, you know, sometimes you want to say. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to share everything that sometimes you want to scream from the rooftops when you get, <laughs> not, get, get great news. I can imagine. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll get an email that's embargoed and I'll sit on it for two days just quietly breathing into a paper bag, hoping, <laughs> waiting for the news yeah. to break. Um, but, um, but, yeah, no, I think it's incredibly, incredibly important that people still feel like they've got somebody that represents them 
Um, and that's why I make sure. And also, you know, Scott, as you know, I've made a lot of friends along the way through through being that transparent and open in social media. So, yeah, exactly. you know, I, I think I play ASL nines on the weekend now with about four people, five people that I've met via social media. So yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, you know, you kind of that connection is incredibly important to me personally, but also definitely to the football club. Great. Um, all right. So the next question. With- the, the growing popular, popularity of the AFL um, women's competition, um, when did Essendon as a club make a decision to to put a licence application in on that one? And can you tell us anything anything that maybe the fans don't know about the um, Essendon's plans in that space? So, first of all, that question hurts. That cuts <gasps> me deep. Oh, why? Um, because we didn't so... Because we didn't get one. No, so no, no I know. No, that that part still I know. Very but it's painful was... for me right now. Um, I'm, I'm no, trying to. Fine. I'm trying to sort of say. Um, I'm trying to sort of ask the question of is when when it was when did it become a reality to, to yeah, put in no. an application at Essendon? No, absolutely. So I actually, um, I'm incredibly lucky. I'm on a couple of committees within the football club. One of the committees yeah. um, that I happened to be on was the Reconciliation Action Plan Committee. Um, and through that, I've managed to kind of find a little niche hole in the in the football club in the community space. So I was incredibly lucky to be there at the very beginning of the AFLW um, decision. I was um, in the last round of the hiring of our, our current GM of Communities and Academies. So yeah. I was very lucky to be able to be a part of that. Um, and once and once he came on board, a lovely gentleman named Darren, who's just done amazing things this year, um, he straight away ran with the idea that, you know, this is something that we wanted to do. I think it's, it's important to, um, I understand the disappointment of um, why we didn't actually apply in the first round. And, and there was a lot of disappointment around the football club around that from board down. But um, we just weren't in the position at the time. And unfortunately, um, the AFL deemed it necessary to then give that license, that provisional license in the yeah. second round out before they gave anybody new, despite the fact that our proposal, I thought, and I was told, um, was incredibly strong in that space. The, AFL, the feedback we actually got from the AFL, and I'm sure no one would mind me sharing this, um, was that we set a new standard for the AFLW proposals oh, with our pro- proposal in particular. Um, so the, the amount of work that went into it, and, and I'm not sure if everybody's had a really good read of it, but we looked at it from a really holistic point of view. So it was about bringing the kids, the girls in from the academies, giving them the run through the AFL system, but making sure that we had something for them when they left as well. Yeah. So there was scholarships at the AF, at the, um, the women's hospital, and there was development programs and, and mentoring programs. So... Um, despite the fact that I'm still very bitter that we didn't get one. Um, <laughs> I'm, we'll I'm so through. glad I raised this question, Katie. I really <laughs> am. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll push through with our VFRW team, which I'm super excited about. I've already um, I've already bought my VFRW membership for next year, which I think I, I posted on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I'll be I'll be at every game I possibly can supporting the girls that will be our next generation that goes into the AFLW. The other thing that I would like, I keep saying to everybody, is our VFLW team, while we're all very hurt that we didn't get an AFLW team, we get the opportunity to be what might become basically the core cannons for women, which is that, you know, they always call it it's the, the, the football school or the, the football factory. We can yeah, do that yeah. for AFLW. Yeah, and I really love the in the proposal the connection to up north, um, so yes. with, with the indigenous communities. I was on my uh, look weirdly. 
I know I was upset, obviously, for the club, but I was almost upset for them because it was such, it was so important in in bringing um, an, a female audience up north. Yeah, um, I, I tell you what, I um, I actually tagged up uh, tagged up to the north with the football club last year in November for the the community training um, uh, trip that we do every year. So I was incredibly lucky. It cost me a small fortune, but I wanted to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It cost a lot to charter a flight, it turns out. Um, But but we, I spent kind of three days in Manangrida with, you know, I had a couple of players with me, a couple of coaches with me and some girls from the football club. Um, And we we spent a whole day doing football, uh, football training with with the kids at Manangrida Primary School. The little boys, were magnificent. Yeah. But the girls, they were unbelievable. Really? Kicking wow. with no shoes, doing things that, you know, the boys couldn't even do. Wow. So that connection and I didn't I didn't get to go to Tiwi, so I'm I'm hoping I get to go at some point. They they flicked me up to Manangrida. Um <laughs> but um but I'm hoping that we will still we will definitely still be that connection. The academy will be set up up in West Arnhem for those yeah. girls and the boys. Um, and I'm hoping that we get to see some of that talent come down to the VFRW. That would yeah. be really exciting. Just a, just a quick one. With the expansion, I guess, of uh, at the temporarily called True Value Solar Centre. Um, no, it's not called that anymore. It's the High Performance Centre until we give it a name. Until we give it a name, okay. Um, <laughs> is that is that really just allowing admin offices and everything like that for the um, for the Women's League to eventually come in? Is that is that really no, what we're looking at? it's... it's it's much, much more than that. So okay. the expansion of the um, of the high performance center, as I will continue to call it until it has a name. <laughs> um, so it'll include um, a whole new wing. So uh, if you if you've been to the the high performance center currently, you know that there's a building with the MCG oval and the Etihad oval on the right. Yeah. Yep. There'll be a whole new wing that covers the the Etihad oval. It wow. will include, which I'm sure everyone will be happy, seating, um, so that you can actually sit down and watch um, <laughs> yes. training. Um, there'll be there'll be lights put in on the grounds so that um, our BFLW boys that come in and train at five o'clock on a Thursday can actually see yeah, while they're training. See, yeah, yeah, it's helpful. It's very um, helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it will also include, uh, which I'm very excited about, uh, the a, a um, permanent hall of fame for the football club oh wow yeah which is going to be amazing the sketches are unbelievable i can't wait till everyone gets to see it then next to that there'll be a um there'll be change rooms so at the moment we've only got change rooms for the afl team so we'll be putting in the women's change rooms a vflw visitors change rooms and other visitors change rooms and some just some other space um so that we can house vfl and vflw games down there Yep. This sounds exciting. It's, it's big. It's <laughs> oh, very big. It's huge. I, I can't oh, believe. And another one that the members will love, a car park underneath. Oh, hey, that'd be great too. <laughs> I can't believe I was it. emotional just over the seats. <laughs> <laughs> That's the proposal. We'll, uh, we'll see where it gets to. It's really, it's really starting to, uh, to, I mean, it's impressive out there at the moment, but with all that sort of expansion, like you said, it's, it's really given the players, um, the, the women and the men, um, it's going to give them the absolute best opportunity um, to get the oh, most absolutely. out of themselves, which is incredible. Yeah. And when, when, a lot of people don't understand, sorry, sorry. A lot of people don't understand that actually the, the land next door to, to the high performance center 
we actually have an option to lease that as well. So we okay. actually are currently looking at what we can do with that space in terms of football, but also in terms of new business and, and business development. Well, I mean, you, if you feel free to have a podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a section for dedicated podcasts. Uh, yeah. we're, actually, we're actually looking at something really cool that I can't mention, but I'm hoping very soon, you know, if we go ahead with Jeez. it and, and oh. it comes out, oh, it's, it's, um, it's, us, it's a little bit different. It is. It's us. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> There you go. You heard it. Uh, first time lunchtime podcast <laughs> listeners. Essendon is going to buy the podcast. No, they're not. No, no joking. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Thank you, Katie. Love it. Um. <laughs> can I ask, can I ask Katie, it's a common question I have. Um, kind of in what stage of the process or, or when does a, a board member um, get asked to be part of a key decision? Is there, is there an actual oh. key criteria or process that That's hap- a very interesting question, Scott. Um, so I think there's, there's, I spoke a little bit about this on a radio show that I did a couple of months ago, but um, there's a common misconception when it comes to directors and boards, and that is that they yep. are in the weeds with their hands getting dirty. Um, so generally what will happen or what it's like to be on the board, I'll give you a rundown. Please. So um, the C-level executives and the, and the admin staff and the football department they run the football club, all the day-to-day work. Um, what the board is there to do is to ensure that there is a strategy or a strategic focus that is set for the football club. So when you think about our values that have set, been set by the football club, things like no finishing line, everyone matters, they were proposed by the C-level executive, so Xavier yep. and, and his team. We approve that as a board, and and we test it, and we and we challenge it, and we ask questions, and, and stretch it to see how far it will bend. Okay. And then we approve it, and that, that will go on. So anything that 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 may affect the strategic uh, uh, proposal or the strategic future of the football club, that's when it comes to board level. Oh, cool. Okay. That yeah. kind of makes yeah, it's sense. it's very it's very very high level. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, because we don't want to keep you too long, Katie, we're going to go for the rapid fire quiz questions. Certainly. First thing that comes into your uh, into your mind and favorite musician, singer, or band? Oh, Muse for many years. Oh, love Muse. Excellent. <laughs> uh, favorite all time movie? Oh, uh, Interstellar at the moment. Oh, oh very impressive. George Clooney in space. Um, best Essendon memory at Windy Hill. Um, 1993 family day with my mum after we won the premiership. My lord, 10 years old. That was nice. fun. Nice, nice. Uh, favourite Essendon player growing up? Um, I had Gavin Wang, a scrapbook of Gavin Wanganine pictures, which I actually told yes. him about this year and he was astounded. <laughs> Do you still have it? I don't. I think it might, it might be at my parents, actually. Nice. Scotty? Okay. Uh, what special talent or occupation did you wish you had? I always wanted to be a singer. Still do. Don't get in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite non-Essendon player to watch, present or past? Dylan Shield. I want him. Wow. I want him at our football wow. club. I want him. Uh, Dario, she has spoken. Yeah, nice. I've been talking to him about it. Don't worry. <laughs> really? I, my, my friend's actually the CCO at TWS, so I keep offering him very, very small gifts to Dylan Shield. <laughs> I don't, my, last off, my last offer was a bottle of red wine. Look, oh, really? Anything we can do to help, absolutely let us know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Current favorite TV show? Uh, I've just I've just paused Stranger Things too, so I guess I'll say that. Oh, oh well done. Uh, M and M's or Smarties? Oh, 
Ah, oh, smarties. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Cal Hooker, forward or back? <laughs> forward. forward. Oh, okay. Right, all right. Is there any is there any insight in that there, Katie, or is that just your personal I'll just, I'll just get in trouble if I don't say forward. <laughs> okay. Probably from Kale, yeah. yeah. Wush, Wush will come after me. Yeah. Yes. And funniest board member? Uh, Simon Madden. Yeah. You're going to talk a... to him. You're about to find out. Oh, yeah. great. Well, heaps of um, thanks, Katie. Um, that's awesome. You did so well. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very um, much for your time. I look forward to hearing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should, should be out um, tomorrow. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, I'm sure all the listeners I love that. Um, yep, and absolutely. it's always good to get to know the board members. So we obviously have the members forum coming up, um, which I'm sure yeah. Katie will be at. So uh, it would be good to get along if, um, if you can register. So um, Please come and say hello. I'm, I'm not as scary as I think some people might think I am. <laughs> I can confirm that. Maybe ask her to sing you a song. <laughs> yeah, don't do then that. Then you'll know Thank you very much for your time again, Katie. Thanks so much, Great. Katie. Thanks, all the best. Bye. Bye. That was pretty cool. Katie's actually one of the the, the, the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the first time I've, I've sort of had a, a long conversation with Katie. Really, um, really nice lady. And you can tell that the, the bombers are in good hands there. Yeah, and, and I think she's... Um, I know the sort of the, uh, the the board election's coming up and she's actually up for um, re-election. Um, she's one, personally, uh, that I am quite strong in favour with. And just hearing that passion... Um, with the women's league coming up, I think that's a really important thing factor to have in mind um, about having a, a female board member. But in her own right, she's 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 more than worthy, um, no matter what sex. But but I think it's agree. when you have that kind of passion behind that. Um, I think I think it's something to to strongly consider because our club's really going to be two teams. It's going to be a women's team and a men's team. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can um, hear that incredible investment in the club um, that she was talking about. Um, the the it, it sometimes you just sort of wonder whether or not getting the team we want assembled, Wusher in this seat, yeah. and all of that is is enough. No, no, no. The board is thinking about leasing new parts of the the, the land and building this and doing that. The, the ten steps ahead of what absolutely we think, yeah. constantly just evolving, which is really incredible to hear. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in good hands. So, well, look, we'll get Paul Cousins on the line, everyone. Guest um, number two. So, hopefully, he'll be calling through any moment now. So, let's get him on the line. All right, we have Paul Cousins on the line. How you going, Paul? I'm good, thanks, Scott. How are you? Very, very good. Um, always nice to catch up. I know we're, we've sort of caught up over a number of years now. So, um, it's always great to see you down when I go to the club and... And um, we always have great chats about footy and, and we love the game. So um, um, I really appreciate you coming online. No, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, so we'll kick off the first question um, for Paul today. And I guess when you were first nominated for the board's um, position, um, what surprised you about the position that you previously didn't sort of fully understand um, coming into the board? It's Actually, it's a really interesting question. I thought about it recently. I largely went in um, without too many preconceived ideas. Uh, my my background is is in business anyway, so I sort of you know I largely expected the the business aspect of it, the financial side and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I've spent a lot of time around footy clubs, albeit a lot smaller than than the one I currently spend time around, but. <laughs> Uh, so, so I sort of expected that footy aspect as well. Um, so, so as far as the, you know, my my idea of it going in, 
I really didn't know what to expect apart from those things. Um, so I sort of, I went in as a pretty blank slate, which I, I found has served me pretty well. I was able to sort of, um, you know, take things as they came. I, I suspect the one area um, which I'm a little surprised about still is, is how differently I now sort of view games week to week and, um, you know, minor things that happen around the club on a sort of week to week basis. Um, I, I view things in a much broader way now than I used to. You know, I used to, um, don't, don't get me wrong, I still get terribly upset and, and not much fun to live with after a bad loss. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. But, but I tend to, uh, I tend to view that more so in a, uh, what long term effect is this going to have on the club and, um, you know, what, what sort of business effect is it going to have as well as as well as sort of what you know what it means for us on field and from a ladder or week to week perspective so I, I suppose um, how broad my views have become uh, you know and how, how broadly I uh, I view the the week to week happenings at the club as opposed to sort of you know living in the moment uh, which I guess I used to a bit more um, you know from the outer when I spread the lungs out each week. <laughs> is that the hardest part? Is the transition from, I guess, your 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 fan to then once you're on a board member. I mean, in realistic terms, you're also representing the club at functions and even on match day functions. Is that the is that the hardest part to almost adjust that you you're probably used to turning up to the MCG and or screaming, Etihad, screaming your lungs out. <laughs> you know, in some ways, in some ways, in the in the back of your mind, going, oh, why didn't we pick him? Why didn't we? You know, why, why is that guy in the still playing in the VFL? Is that hard to actually trust, transit? Trust me, in some ways, it's in the front of my mind, not the back. Of my <laughs> can mind. you can you but, can you turn off the director and be a fan? I think is what we're trying to say. Uh, yeah, you, you can. Um, it's. Yeah, it's a balancing act at times. I am a pretty passionate supporter. I mean, I'm, yeah, a, I'm yeah. a, pa- a passionate follower of our I can back club. that up. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that said, um, I've always been a relatively restrained game day fan. You know, I'll, I'll cheer along and I'll, but I don't sort of um, get into the hurling abuse and, and that sort of stuff. That's never yeah. really been my go. So, um, Believe me, there's times when you bite your tongue. Yeah. Um, you know when you when you're watching the game, that's for sure. But uh, it, it's you you have to maintain a professionalism, no doubt. Yeah. And that and and as you say, you are very much working when you're at club functions and that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, and, and you know and you do set a an example for the club. People do look at you as though you are part of the club which you are obviously so um there is there are behavioral standards and stuff which you have to you have to make sure that you maintain and yeah, of course. whether that's uh being a little bit careful with what you what you say over the fence or uh or you know not not enjoying the uh magnificent wolf life lines <laughs> or something at a function too much. Quick, is it a, a quick trip to the men's and scream and then come back out yeah, it can be. <laughs> I, one, one little, one I little follow-up. I let out my frustrations in private rather than public. Yeah, yeah. good point. Uh, which you can't kind of do at the moment because your house is full of people. Um, That's right. Uh, <laughs> one, one little, one little quick one. I mean, again, going back to that sort of fan mentality. I mean, I, I try and put myself in your shoes just briefly about being an, an Essendon fan and 
having that kind of passion where you can scream your lungs out, then you're on the board and you're, you're trying to bring your professional self to the board and that sort of stuff. Um, and then Kevin Sheedy walks past or Dustin <laughs> Fletcher walks past or Simon Madden walks yeah. past or Gavin Wanganeen walks past or something like that. I, I Do you get a little, oh my, oh my goodness, that was Dustin Fletcher? <laughs> Uh, you know what? You actually don't um, usually. I would. <laughs> I are, would. Seriously, are, I would. There are still occasions where it is still you. You do still have some slightly surreal moments for sure. But yeah. um, everyone on the board are fans. I mean, it's, it's something that um, it kind of doesn't get talked about a lot. But we're we're all there because we're fans, and then we have you know some other things that we bring to the club, obviously. But yeah. It's. I've spoken to Scott about this before, and um, I believe you're going to speak to Simon as part of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon is the perfect, uh, which which I understand Grant's pretty excited about too. <laughs> but uh, Simon is the perfect example of, um, you know, a, a superstar, maybe the greatest ruckman ever to have played the game, and yep. he'll happily reel off his stats to you. Don't worry. But <laughs> he he's as down to earth and, you know, he's very much just an everyday person who loves his footy club and loves his footy and, uh, and makes you feel uh, when you first, when I first arrived to the club, Simon was instrumental in making me feel really comfortable with the people around me. Yeah. Um, you know, he's such a, such a nice guy. Anyone who's spoken to him and you, you need to set aside a good 10 or 15 minutes to say hello to Simon, but, uh, and you can tell him I've said that when he's yeah, talking. Do. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, he, he, a guy like that is, is so important in that he's a, he's an absolute superstar. And yet when you're chatting to him, you could be chatting to your neighbor, you know? So, uh, that immediately makes you feel comfortable around the place. And, and you very quickly learn that, uh, or everyone at the club are, are very much just, everyday people everyday who happen people, to yeah. be involved in footy you know yeah. so we've got a lot of incredible people at the club and you talk about Sheeds but um, yeah, I mean Sheeds is an exception because he's, uh, he's you know, one of the all time <laughs> legends of footy but yeah. uh, even still Sheeds is more than happy to have a chat with anyone and it, it's it, there, there are different situations too like when you're in the boardroom and, and you're working with a meeting or whatever you're very much just in a meeting with other people who are in the meeting and they happen to be Sheeds or whoever else then that's that's just who they are it's a bit different when you're perhaps walking past them in the corridor and then you can get a bit fanny again and say g'day Sheeds you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, but, uh, yeah, yeah. so it's uh, it's it, it, initially, it's a little bit of a shock to the system, for sure. But, uh, but you, you do very quickly learn that they're just people like you and I. Yeah, exactly. Now, you and I um, have one thing in common, and that's a love of the VFL. Um, we, we do. <laughs> so um, I, 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 think, I think a lot of... It's funny enough, I think a lot of Essendon fans have a unique love for the VFL as well, where we actually like seeing kids, seeing our kids develop. Uh, we always try and pick our stars, future stars. I know you have a passion for the VFL. Can you sort of talk about that and and sort of your role? Um, I guess that you've been doing. Uh, I guess in the in the VFL side of things. Yeah, I, I do love it. It's it's. I, I'm not sure where it comes from, uh, more so than other clubs, but certainly it, it's it's well known around um, the VFL circles that. You go to Windy Hill, you'll get a decent crowd. You, you know, it's we're a club who um, who have really embraced the VFL, and 
Yeah. I think anyone who's been to the finals for the last couple of years at Port Melbourne will attest to that. When we've played against Footscray a couple of times and various other clubs along the way, and you know there's been 80%, 90% Essendon supporters there, and the place is rocking. And yeah. uh, it's the, the way that we've embraced it. And look, it might, in a way, be a little bit of a, an after effect of the difficulties we've had of, as a club over the last few years in that the VFL has remained a really positive thing for us. We've, we've been very competitive. We've had a lot of really great young talent coming through and it's been a really positive environment to go and watch VFL footy. Um, and, and, you know, when when you've had a few struggles as a club or whatever, you do tend to embrace these things and I think, uh, I don't know if you remember the 2015 final series um, yeah. in the VFL, but we had a couple of finals out at Port that were just incredible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you you can go to an AFL ground and not hear a crowd as loud as the eight thousand. Yeah, like it was before. genuine passion, wasn't it? Yeah, there was, and and I really embraced that too. And uh, you know, my I was a bit of a hack, but I played a bit of footy back in the day. And and the VFL, I guess, in some ways, reminds us all of when we played footy. And it, it, yeah. you get that country or suburban feel yeah, to suburban it. You can wander out, it. yeah, wander out and listen to the coach and. Um, you know, I, you know, there's little I like more than sort of spending a day at the VFL, and that was why when the when the president's role came up for our club, it's really, I mean, it's a role in in title as much as anything else. I don't sort of do a great deal, and a few people will will attest to that, I'm sure. But <laughs> uh, uh, when that role came up uh, in my first year on the board, I was sort of I was keen to get involved in it and. I think, you know, the, I'm really big on us have the, our VFL having its own identity and really having a little bit of a, a club feel. Um, I, I don't like that at some clubs when guys get dropped out of the ones, they, they really feel like they're playing seconds footy and they're forgotten about. And they're, you know, oh. I, I love the fact that you can go to our VFL at Windy Hill and there's a couple of thousand people out there cheering you on and getting autographs and. Um, you know, we have we had some match day functions this year, which sort of went really well. And it, it, I, I like the fact that we've, you know, really embraced the VFL as a club. And uh, as I said, it, it almost has a, has a feel of its own little club on its own. Um, and then you get to see the young blokes coming through, both as players and also the young coaches. And yeah, um, you know, obviously I've had a lot to do in my role with. Uh, the Corrigan boys and, and uh, you know, it's skipping my de- first year was there. It's become a bit of a development for coaches in some ways. With Skip- uh, it really Cor- has. Corrigan. Yeah. yeah, well, Skippy did the job for a couple of years and, um, you know, he's he's really a, a pretty bright star on the sort of AFL assistant coaching front now. And um, Cora, likewise, has done the job for a few years and now moves up full-time AFL. Um, Dan Jordan takes it on this year, who's a... A really good young developing coach who's sort of coached his own local clubs previously and and looks to sort of take the next step. So, and then you know not only the coaches but the administrators as well. Ash Brown, who who runs our VFL programs, a, a guy who's probably I don't know how old he is actually, but he'd only be sort of thirty probably somewhere yeah, in that range. Yeah. Um, and I often say to him, he's got the best job at the club. You know, he, he gets to run his own club top to bottom he, he's a recruiter and 
a list manager. He looks after the <laughs> PPP. He, <laughs> wow. he, he's the GM of footy. He looks after the coaches. He appoints them. He, you know, he's he's got himself. the best. Yes. Yeah, he's got the best job in footy. Really. Nice. So, um, yeah, so you do. You get to see all levels, not just players, but administrators and that coming through the system as well. Yeah. All right, so I guess the next question we've got for you is probably going to be a little bit difficult to answer in, in sort of um, in detail, but how does the board balance its sort of um, its finances um, and also be aggressive in terms of football department spend to achieve the the ultimate goal of a grand final i mean it's to, to go into debt to spend on the um the high performance center um to attract players uh, like we did this year how does a what kind of mentality does the board take on that is it is it aggressive spending and um to to secure the the players that we need and the facilities that we need or is there a bit more of a conservative approach it's interesting actually because as a club over the last couple of years we've had to you know, have a really hard look at our our spend, where our money was going, and and obviously we've made um, you know some significant sort of belt tightening in various areas um, throughout the business, but none of those areas have been the footy department. You know, our philosophy is as a club, and I, obviously I'm not. You know, Xavier is really the man operationally um, and implements all of that stuff, but. Our philosophy is really that our core business is footy. You know, that, that's what we're about as a club. So yep. we want to give our footy department the absolute best possible chance to succeed. And, and so we don't, um, we don't sort of, whilst everything is, is watched really closely, how you spend down there. And obviously you can't go over the, the TPP, so you're limited there. And, uh, and then you've got the soft cap on the, on the admin side of things. Um, but, we spend right up to both and we, um, you know, as I said, our philosophy is really, look, we've got to give our footy department all the resources it needs to succeed. Um, and if that means spending, then that's what we'll do. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll look to save money in all the areas we can around the club. But And, and as I said, the, how we spend money in the footy department is obviously incredibly closely monitored um, so to make sure that we're maximising our spend there and yeah, we're not sure. just throwing money at things but uh, from a from a philosophical point of view we'll spend as much as we can spend on footy and and uh, uh, you know in order to as long as it's being spent sensibly obviously in order to uh, to give them the best chance to succeed yeah and okay. i think it, i think it really speaks to that desk the the club of choice the destination club of choice at Essendon now that yeah. we, we really got that the football department i mean the three acquisitions that we got um, this year in the draft is just clear evidence of that is that there's um, that real focus to make sure that the, the footy department has everything they need. We've got some three new players and players coming through and um, it's, it's really encouraging to see that the board is, is like you said, brave enough to, to spend when required, um, but that there's that um, responsibility. Yeah. Them. There's responsibility behind it, um, which is great too. So um Right about now, what we'd, what we'd like to do is to, to get you onto the rapid-fire quiz questions. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> oh, I know this is have. harder than the other questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first thing that comes into your, into your brain, rapid-fire, favourite musician, singer or band? Musician, singer or band? Uh, Arcade Fire. Oh, very oh, nice. Good answer. Favourite all-time movie? Uh, seven. Oh, oh, an excellent movie. Um, best Essendon memory at Windy Hill? 
Actually, that'll be a recent one. Okay. Um, yeah, so I never actually, I mean, this is rapid fire, but I never went to a game, a, a VFL, AFL game at Windy Hill. <laughs> oh, at wow. Windy Hill, I was a bit young. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you saying we're um, so I visited man. many times, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was a bit young. I was only like 13 when we stopped playing AFL, or 12 when we stopped playing AFL games there, and okay. I lived out in the country, so. Uh, so it'd be a recent VFL win, I guess. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> no, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, favorite Essendon player growing up? Tim Watson. Yeah. Uh, and what special talent or occupation do you wish you had? Uh, I wish I could play AFL footy. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so what's your? I'm. Uh, I'm going to ask the next five. What's your favorite non-Essendon player to watch, past or present? Uh Weirdly, Dermy. I love to hate him. I love to hate him, yes, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. Current favourite TV show, mate? Uh, current favourite TV show. When, uh, when they're you, about to make a new series of Arrested Development, so I'll go with that. Oh, nice. Okay. M&M's or Smarties? Uh, M&M's. Ooh, okay. Co-hook a forward or back? <laughs> Cause we, cause I was had... waiting for this one. I knew it was <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with forward. Going to go uh, forward. Yeah. I think there's yeah. going to be a general consensus just not to offend Kale. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love him at both ends. Can I say that? Kale, if you're listening, I love you at both if we can, uh, We hope he's listening too, but can we clone him? If we, then it just it takes the, the, the question out. <laughs> you know what? I reckon he might be a slightly better player back but I reckon we're a better team with him forward. Oh, oh okay. No, that's, that's, that's right on the fence there. That'll keep Busher happy as well. I like your thinking. <laughs> uh, funniest board member? Uh, I can't say Simon. Do I have to say Simon? Well, Katie uh, did. It seems to be the on, consensus. I'll say Simon. All right, yeah, so Simon. I'll go with Simon. Nice. All right, brilliant. Um, thanks so much, Paul. Um I was going to throw in a little cheeky question, say, should Kyle Langford play seniors next year? But um, <laughs> I think we want to answer uh, that. I, you should give some background here. Scott and I have spent many afternoons at the VFL <laughs> talking, extolling the virtues of Kyle Langford. So yeah. I'm hoping he uh, plays about, what, 20 seven games, 26 we, games. We kind of have him as, yeah, when we talk, we kind of have him as Diesel Williams status by the end of the game. Oh, really? Somehow. <laughs> yeah, we do tend to. How many games is it if you win a grand final? However many that is, that's how many I hope he plays 20, next year. 20, 20, 25? 25, 26, 25 26, or something like that. 26, I reckon, yeah. All right. Norm, Norm Smith for him next year. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fine. No pressure, Kyle, if you're a legend. No, no, no pressure, Kyle. No. You're a legend, mate. Come, <laughs> just come along. Be beautiful. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thanks so much, Paul. Look, we so much appreciate you coming online. Um, it's always good to um, um, for fans to get to know the board members, and I know yeah, the Essendon Forum's coming up. So, and um, obviously you're up for re-election coming soon. So, look, we wish you all the best. I'm obviously um, a, a bit of a pro cousins fan. So, um, so look, I, I really appreciate everything you've done the last couple of years, and um, and, and I'm personally hoping that um, there's some more time for you at the club continuing on. Nah, my pleasure, guys. You're doing a great job with the podcast and hope all your listeners uh, get out and vote, actually. I, I forgot about the election until you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's coming up. So uh, make sure everyone votes. It's the yes-no yes, poll vote. So, yes. Yeah. We go, we, we go <laughs> yes. Yep, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is pro-cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Inclusive. I, know, I like that. 
Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Thank you no, very much for your time, Paul. Thanks a lot. Thanks no, so much, Paul. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Paul's always up for a, a good chat. I've look, I've known Paul for quite a few years now. So um, the the more you get to know him, the more you really like him. Kind of guy. He's so passionate about the club. Uh, I can't underestimate that enough. Um, and again, like Katie, just very um, present on social media. Always happy to chat to fans. You always go to the VFL or, or the games. He's, Always got a smile and happy to catch up with people and talk about how things are going. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's really, really appreciate Paul coming on. Look, we're not going to spend too much more time uh, with us just chatting. Just so jabbing away. Yep. There's a there's a very big name to I'm be excited. had. I'm excited. I'm a wee bit excited, people. <laughs> so we're going to get the magic man Simon Madden on the line. This is a big deal for us. Um, and so let's let's give him a call. All right, we have. Probably Grant's favourite all-time player. Oh, no, there's no problems about it. We're, we're talking 378 games, 575 goals. I'll get through this real quick. Represented the Vicks 17 times, two premierships, three All-Australians, three leading goal kickers, 85 non-fifth, former captain, team of the century, AFL Hall of Famer, and quite literally my favourite player to ever don the, uh, the red sash, Mr. Simon Madden. Oh, thank you very much. I'm just going to say after that introduction, we've got no time to talk. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been it's sort of sort of well known to our listeners that Grant's um, favourite all time player is yourself. So when I told oh, him, that's good. It's good. It's good to have people who still remember me. <laughs> oh, look, I must admit, Simon, it was you all the way. There was a there was a brief uh, infatuation with Paul Vanderhaar for a while there. Um, I like yeah, no, that's good because I normally sort of go well, you know. People say, "Oh, you would have been my, you would have been my favourite player, except for Tim Watson and Paul Van der Haar and Merv Nagel and Leon Baker." And they end up about ten or eleven. There was only there was only one duffel coat that didn't have twenty seven on it. Ah, um, uh, yes. There yes, was the a brief, brief flirtation with eighteen, but then straight back to twenty seven. Yeah. Good man. Thank you. <laughs> right. So the, we, the first question we'd like to ask you today, I guess, um, is. How did you come about uh, wanting to be involved and getting involved with the Essendon board? Oh, look, yeah, good question. I, you know, we we don't want to go over old ground, but we know what we went through in the last four or five yeah. years. And I've been I've been asked to be on the board a number of times, and I always said, look, yeah, yeah, eventually, eventually, I will when I'm old, I've got time and, and all that. And then I, I was on the Players Association board, so I'd been president of the Players Association a long time ago, and then I was actually on the board. I'd been there five years. I would have gone one more year, and that would have been it. And then couple of people said look could you please get on the board and you know with all the pitch that was happening i thought well i have a very broad uh, you know outlook on what footy is uh, i understand what it should be and could be yeah and we weren't we were sort of weren't there you know for obvious reasons and i said well we got to get we we you know i've got a perspective that i think can add to the footy club so i, I put my name up and um finally i got on so there you go Fantastic. Hey, I've always wondered uh, with yourself sort of being a highly regarded ruckman, even though you've got a ball position, have the, have the club sort of ever approached you on 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 sort of offering advice, I guess, to our, our ruck craft? And, and oh, ha- look, yeah, yeah, look, I, I have been over... I was actually ruck... Before I went on the board, I was actually ruck coach at Essendon and yep. um, I worked with Paddy Ryder and... Um, uh, Tommy Bell Chambers and you know feels along the way, and I've been I've been actually I did one of those things where you ruck coach to about eight clubs because they all did at some stage. Somebody rings you up and you go, look, we've got these two young ruckmen. Can you just come along for a couple of weeks and and show them what to do? So I've done a lot of ruck training and I was actually ruck coach at Essen, which I really enjoyed. 
Um, but of course, if you're on the board, you, realistically, you shouldn't be directly involved in the footy, yeah. in, you know, in the footy department because there are people there who are paid to do that properly. So you've got to have a high level, wider viewpoint. So um, yeah, so uh, uh, I decided to get on the board. So you just sort of said thanks, but no thanks for the ruck coaching. But um, you know, that's just what happens in footy. You, you move on and move on to the next position. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're we're pretty excited. Speaking of rucks, of uh, Sam Draper, he looks like um, he looks like he's going to be a player. Look, he's, he's been a bit unlucky, which, which happens with young blokes. So, you know, we, we push them into league footy and ask their body to do things that they haven't done before. Yeah. And so he's, he's, had a, he's, uh, he's been unlucky with a few injuries, but, you know, that's what footy is. But um, he's a great size. He's a great build. He's got, you know, the terrible word potential, but he has. He's got great potential. Yeah. Uh, look, and, um, you know, it, it's a, a thing with, you know, the thing with footy, you want Tom... You want Tom um, Bell Chambers doing well. You want Lewenberger doing yeah. well. But at the same time, you want this young fella coming through, yeah. developing at the same time. So, you know, in a, perf- in a perfect world in footy, as a bloke retires, somebody comes in at 17, 18, and they all move up the list and it all just goes nicely. And we know that doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. Unfortunately. So, so if, you get, you know, if you get somebody like him who's developing and, uh, and, and looks the goods, well, we just encourage him and, you know, and give him all the training he can and hopefully he'll be... A player of the future. Great. Um, and again, without sort of going over uh, old ground, um, in which significant areas have you seen the club grow over the last sort of two to three years? Oh, have we got about half an hour? Um, <laughs> Mate, we've got an hour for yeah, you, look, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. Look, it's just, it's, it's being on the board, I suppose, you know, with all the, with the past, we, were, we kept looking back and you kept going over old ground and you kept chasing and you kept catching up. And then at the start of this, so like, you know, you think about what happened in 2017. We've gone from second last, luckily yeah. we weren't last, second last to uh, playing the finals. Yeah. Unfortunately. So it's just in all areas. I think the board, you know, for me, the board's been really good because we're really solid. And, and I've said we have, you know, we have vigorous debate. Some people might call it an argument, but we have vigorous debate. And, and we really, we really test our thinking on where the club should be going. Then once a decision made, you don't hear about it because it's just what the club decides and, and you'll hear from the people who make that. So I think that's really good. I think our, our, the growth of the, the young players because of last year, yeah. because, you know, put blokes in and they've got extra, um, they just got extra time they may not have got. I think that's really good. I think the growth of the footy, the, the footy group or the playing group under John Warsaw has been really good. I think the game plan has been really good. I think it's been really understood by the players. And, and I think any SM player says, when we do it right, and we haven't done that all the time, it sometimes we get wrong, but when we do it right, uh, it looks good, works good, and you know makes a really interesting and successful footy. Um, and, you know, you gotta, I've just got to pat our members on the back every time. I mean, to... To go through what we've gone through and not lose our members and then have record numbers of members, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I reckon it's fantastic. So I just, I, you know, every time I uh, hang on, I'll have a gut. I'll, I'll have a gut at the members in a minute, but that's the support. Ooh, oh, okay, that's controversial, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll but, take but it. no, no, not controversial, but you'll understand when I come for it. But overall, there's so many areas where we have really improved. Now, I still think we've got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But we've really improved, as I said, on a whole lot of areas from from the very basics about, you know, for board level from governance, from making sure we understand the rules, make sure we're doing the rules properly, to including players, to developing players, to coaching players properly, 
et cetera, et cetera. So, um, look, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased where we're going. Uh, but as I said, still a long way to go. Now, and as, having a go at the, not the members, I should say, having a go at the supporters, mm-hmm. and hopefully I understand this, I'll say, look, you know, one of the problems when we're not successful, I say to the supporters, it's your fault. And they go, what do you mean? I said, for example, say you're at Etihad Stadium, right? Well, in my time, if we got four goals behind, we had this chance start. Essendon, clap, 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 Essendon, clap, 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 right? And they'd go around the ground, and you'd, as, as a player on the ground, that was a really good booster. Now, not necessarily, sorry, not 2017, but previously, we get four goals down, they all go to the bar at it, it, it had stadium. <laughs> and I've said that, to, I've said that to supporters, and they go, oh, yeah, you're right. I said, well, no, I don't want you to go to the bar. Go and get the bar, get a drink, come back, and start <laughs> chanting, start chanting Essendon again, right? Because that's mm. really, really good for the players. Well, there you go, supporters and, and listeners out there. There you go, straight from Simon's mouth. When you get down, yeah. it's even, it's the, it's the best time. We want to hear, we wanna hear I, I can tell you as a player, we want to hear from the supporters. Yeah, and, and I, I know I know times have changed, so you know you got to be careful. But I kept saying to players, if you abuse me, um, you paid your money, you came to the door, you wanted to call me anything you like, it was fine. That was your prerogative because you'd pay to get in. Now we've got to be very careful with that, of course. Sure. Yeah. But one of the parts of that was when we were. I always remember a game we played against West Coast at Windy Hill, and we lost. And I think we actually officially had 17, 16, 16 working players and two were just on the ground <laughs> and we got and we actually got clapped off by the supporters to lose it yeah one of the very few times that they actually knew they actually knew the effort that was Definitely, put in. Yeah. given everything yeah and isn't it interesting after you talk about all those games i still remember that in a losing side being clapped off the ground at windy hill by mm. the supporters so that influences that, don't underestimate the influence supporters had on a game day by putting the energy in to keep the t- you know keep the team going. Yeah. Did you go to the grand? If you went to the grand final, we'll see the mad, nine you know like ninety eight percent Richmond supporters out of hundred percent. Yeah. The sound that comes out of that crowd is really you know whether you, you, you can do science on it or no science, the the motivation that comes out of the crowd supporting the team is really important. Yeah. And so I, I keep saying to all supporters, I know it gets hard sometimes, but you keep supporting that team and you keep the noise up and you keep the barracking and you keep the positive vibe happening it actually does affect the team the 19th player on the ground <laughs> that's right exactly right one look Simon one area that I I really felt as a fan I've really liked from the club and really valued they they seem to have a real shift of being inclusive to being very transparent with fans there was obviously a, a moment where there was probably like a bridge because of it, in all, in all honesty, because of the saga. So the club could only say, in some points, only a few things. Because um, it may even be legally they couldn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then once that sort of passed, um, you could really feel the club had a big shift in saying, let's start really being open and talking to our fans. We had like the um, the the staff knocking on members' doors, yeah. those, those kind of drives. Um is that did that is that something that was very specific in your conversations because it really translated well I guess to I guess a fan and member like myself I started to feel like the club reaching out to me instead of instead of sort of vice versa it felt like it was yeah. a it was a win win yeah no look look it's a very good point I think I think what happens when you when you under adver- adversity as we were it really gets you to question. Um, all the things that are important to you. 
and so you know so what we did because of what's you know every you know the old saying every cloud has a silver lining because of all the things that happened to us we really had to reevaluate the club as a whole this is not the board or just me or anything, the club as a whole had to reevaluate all the things that are important to us and I, and I've seen this before, um, but you know, under the pressure, we were, so we really had to look at well, you know, what's important to us: core suppliers, core supplier welfare, core our uh, sponsors, but you know, our members, our supporters. So if they're important to us, what does that mean to us? And then how do we respond to that? And one of the things is, and of course, you know, one of us is one of the things we had to do was about transparency because we had you know, a whole lot of issues about not being transparent, rightly or wrongly. Um, yeah. in the last number of years. So one of the things about you know, about supporters is they really want to know, and you know, mem- I talk about members and supporters because members put money in, supporters still put their heart and soul in, but they don't put the money in. And not that that's important, but it is important, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you've, got to, you've got to talk about the two things because members actually probably get access to more information than just a supporter does. But you say, look, if, if you've gone through all, if you've gone through what we've gone through, and you stuck by us, then it's almost almost beholden to make sure that you understand what's behind that, and then you almost that you understand that these are things we do, and this is why we're doing it, and this is why you're important. So that, and you can't, you know, you can't communicate every single moment and every single conversation, but you've got to really work out what's important to the fans and what do they really need to know, so that they're comfortable in in what's happening with the club. Yeah. And and I think. Yeah. That's what's happened. We've just, you know, we've reevaluated so many things on so many levels. And one of the most important, like I remember years ago, and this is probably before you two were born, I think, is that the clubs went. I remember the AFL, you know, the clubs went away from the the supporter and went to the corporate dollar. And they said, look, we need more sponsors. We we need more corporate dollar, which is very important. Yeah, of course. But they did that. But they instead of being instead of it being additional. It was instead of so instead of following the fans, we went to the corporate dollar, and all of a sudden the clubs are going. Well, hang on, the crowds are down, and our supporters aren't supporting, and they're not turning up. Now you need everybody at all levels. So understanding what the, you know, I think what we've learned, we've still got a long, again, a long way to go. It's always it's continual improvement. Sure. But understanding what the what the supporters want to hear, what they want to know, um, and how we can be transparent to them. Uh, is really really important, and I think that's something we've learned out of the last last few years. Yeah. Look, can I ask a question? I get this feedback a lot, so I'm going to ask that's a question. Right. Hang on, hang on. That's already a question. Can I ask a question? <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, <laughs> look, fans often discuss this. You're obviously played at Windy Hill a lot, and Windy Hill as a venue is, I guess, quite a valuable, I guess, asset for us. Um, what? How do you see the future of Windy Hill as a premises um, moving yeah, forward? It, it, it's, look, it's a really good question because it is, and and I've got to. Talk, I suppose I've got to talk about it. Sorry, I'll do this. I'll give a long answer to a short question. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Like, if you talk to somebody who's in their sixties or seventies, we should still be at Windy Hill, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you talk to somebody who's fourteen or twelve, what's Windy Hill? Yeah, where's Windy Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, so what you've got to do to looking after so for the fan again, what the fans want, you've got to sort of take that in, take that into context. But at the same time, if we've got a VFL side and we're going to have a, a VFL women's side, and yep. hopefully if it all goes well, we get a, a, a AFL women's side. 
where are we going to do that? And this is still an open question. Yeah. Where are we going to do that? Are we are we going to develop telemarine more so that we use that as a as a centre, or yeah. are we going to use still use Windy Hill because it's in the heart of Essendon? And there's not a there's not a complete answer to that yet because when you when you talk about Windy Hill, it's the Essendon Footy Club, it's the Essendon Cricket Club, it's the Mooney, it's uh, AFL Victoria, it's AFL. Australia, it's uh, you know many ponds council. There's a whole lot of people who who have a say in Windy Hill, so we can't just say look. We and this, you know, of course, it's an extra cost. We have to put money into if we want that to keep that at VFL level ground. Yeah, there's a whole lot of money. There's a whole lot of money that's got to go into keeping that up to that level. Yeah, and and, and there's not an answer to this yet. But the question is, what's the best? Because I keep saying to people, people, you know, say, so, well, why do you do this? I said. My motivation always, being on the board, when you ask a question, my motivation is what is the best thing for the Essendon Footy Club? Exactly, yep. Now, if the best thing for Essendon Footy Club is to stay at Windy Hill and play lots of games here, well, we'll do it. If the best thing for Windy Hill is to say half and half, do some games at Windy Hill and develop Tullamarine, or if the best thing is to let's move to Tullamarine and forget Windy Hill. And that's when I say best thing for Essendon Footy Club, that includes the supporters, right? Sure, it's not about. Yeah. So, and that hasn't, and, and you've got to say that hasn't that hasn't been answered yet because there's a whole lot of a whole lot of things in playing with that about the about the cricket cricket side about what the what the council want from the you know the, the, Windy Hill do they want it to do they want it to be um, uh, just a community do they want it to be community ground like Victoria Parks turned into yep. do they want it to be a venue where you you want you run AFL, or not AFL, but VFL and VFL women's games and, and uh, uh, EDFL and other games, that's still in motion. So, yeah. But for me, for me, just personally, I would like to have a link to Windy Hill because so would I. You know, I, I, I grew up watching Essendon there and I played there, and and so in some shape or form, uh, I would love to see that connected to us in some way. Yeah. How that develops is still a work in motion. Yeah, and, and even with the High Performance Centre, you're talking quite a big infrastructure, parking and everything that needs to be involved to, oh, look, to it, set it, up. It, you know, that's exactly right. And if you want to get, you know, and again, it's still an open question. If you want to, if, and it's a big if, if you wanted to go to the next step about, you know, Tullamarine, what does that mean? Does it, you know, that, how much parking, um, how much public transport, how much access to facilities? Yeah. How many facilities? Yeah. And that's, an ongoing, that's an ongoing discussion that we, we, we're, we're having. You can fly there at least. You <laughs> can. People can fly in. It's not that far away. <laughs> you, um, get it, you get it. Very, well, maybe, look, maybe we should just have a, a helicopter service. I like, I like it. I like it a lot. Ties in, ties really in with good. the bombers thing. <laughs> um, more A bit of a light-hearted question. And, excuse me. I'm sure you've had this uh, question asked a dozen times, but I've got to ask it. With Sheed celebrating his 50th anniversary in the AFL, um, have you got a really good best slash craziest Sheed's moment for us? Oh, have you got have you got two hours? Yeah, no, I thought you were going to say that. Oh, look, I suppose that, you know, uh, you know, I have the greatest respect for Sheed because, you know, I like you talking <laughs> about, you know, I talk about Eastern, there's Eastern Sheedy time and Eastern standard time you know <laughs> and eastern, eastern city time has 90 seconds in a minute 104 seconds in an, 104 minutes in an hour because i've <laughs> yes. trained on the meeting. and i know when he says let's do this in five minutes 15 minutes later you're still doing <laughs> but I, I i think the best i think well one of the ones that i, I quickly remember is that we were uh, T- tim watson was uh, tim watson was uh, captain we're training at uh, windy hill 
middle of winter, uh, there's a blackout. So there's, there's no power <laughs> and we're going into darkness and, um, and we're running around and, you know, we've got, of course you go from the red balls, it gets a bit dark out of the yellow balls and we're running. All of a sudden we can't see each other and she's just still training us. <laughs> and then, and, you know, the players had a timber said, Tim, you better say, mate, somebody's going to get hurt. Can you say something? And all of a sudden Tim goes, you know, she's, um, she's, you know, what, what about training? It's getting a bit dangerous. And she says, what can I do? You know, we've got no light. We've got no light. There's no lights. There's no power. There's no lights. What can I do? And Kevin Walsh, you know, dual premiership player, Love very Kevin dry, Walsh. yeah, very dry man, standing at the back of the group. And she goes, you know, what can I do? You know, what what can I do for light? What can we do for light? And Kevin Walsh, <laughs> very very slowly says at the back of the group, why don't you bend over, Sheed? <laughs> I can imagine it too. <laughs> Walsh, so how did that go down? We thought the sun shone, as you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Can I ask, with the 1984 grand final, I this is my this is a little thing that I have. A lot of people talk about the the Baker, the Westons, the Watsons. Legends, all of them. I always tell people, do people realise the connection you had with Daisy Williams of getting the ball out of the middle? Like that, how, oh, how pivotal that was? Hang on. Have we got three errors now? <laughs> now, look, it, it, look, 84, look, there's a whole lot of positives out of that. Now, I, I didn't have a very good game, but in the last in the last quarter it worked. You get the ball, you know, I keep saying, you get the ball down to the road. One of the great things is if you can hit the ball in the right direction, I get onto it, then it all happens. Uh, Dave Dewing was a great player. I you know, have the greatest respect for, you know, you don't necessarily catch up all the time because you have different lives, but you still have memories. Yeah, yeah. Daisy Williams as a rover was just fantastic. And, I agree. And that, and that start, I, I, I think part of that start of that last quarter is, you know, I, I happened to get the ball down in the right direction. Daisy got it, went down. Leon Baker got the ball, blind turn, kicked the goal. Sure. And I, I always remember, I've said to people, now, Leon Baker was so cool and calm, he never got excited. And when he did the blind turn and kicked the goal and started pumping the air and getting really excited, I thought, oh, geez, if he's going to get excited. We're, we're half a chance here. I'm getting excited. We are half a chance here. But Dave, Dave Williams was just so good a rover. Um, uh, you know, he, you know, you know the story. He played under 19s, wasn't really into it. Left, went overseas. She'd rang him overseas. Had come back. <laughs> then, he, then he came back and started being serious about his footy and, and played the footy he did. He was, he was fantastic for us. Brilliant. Well, we we had uh, recently uh, what we had as our top five most pivotal moments that. I guess created the modern day Essendon Football Club, and we actually had that last quarter as number one as being the most significant. Yeah, it's a little, look. I, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm biased because I was inside it, but it was, um, yeah, it was, it was. We'd had not that was the long. Hopefully, it still will be the same. That's the longest period between premierships yeah. for Essendon, yeah. nineteen years. And and I, as I, and you'll you'll hear me say this a lot over the next year too. Is it was great to make the finals last year, but for me, one of the measurements for the footy club is to win a final, even if it's just one, because yep. we we had a lot of being elimination. Like we had the 19 years in between premierships, played 65 uh, premierships, 68 um, uh, grand final loss, then 83 lost, and so 84 was 19 years. And you and you um and ah, you know, you sort of say, are we good enough? And then we win, and we lost two we lost. I think two uh, elimination finals before that, and so you get to a final and you go, "Am I? Are we?" And then you win one, and all of a sudden you go, 
Oh, this is the, what the belief. About. The belief. Oh, arose. I like this. Oh, I like this. This is good. I want to do more of this. Yeah. And you talk to people have been in from any you know any footy club at any, and they do that, and all of a sudden they go, "Yeah, hang on, we might be good enough to do this." Actually, we're right. And and so that if and you know if we hopefully we you know get the finals and all those things have to take account, but you win your first final and your viewpoint on football changes. Yeah. And so that's that's one of my measurements for this year. You know, that's, well, a, per, that's a personal measurement because it's, there's a whole lot of inter, you know, interplays that have to happen. One of the, but uh, for me, I keep looking at the club and the players. And I, and I you know, I keep saying to players, make your own history. It's great when you bring up, yeah. you know, bring up 2000. It's great when you're 85, but it's modern times. And I want to, I want to see the play, I, You know, I want people to talk about... Um, uh, you know th- these players in 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 2018, the way they talk about 84, 85, the way they talk about 2007. Oh, I want them to create so their own yeah. history. I want I want them to be. You know, I want to be in the background and 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 you know sit back and sort of watch and go. Well, hang on, this is modern footy. This is our modern success. This is where we should should be, and we are. And that's what I want to see. So they've got to make. You know, I want them. I'd be really pleased for the club and the players if they make their own history. Well, you're really talking the last two grand finals have almost come down to just sheer desire. Um, I mean, with the Burston Bulldogs and Richmond, I, I don't know if anyone would have thought that the most, as far as talent on talent, player per player, is the best team, but really, just the most... Yeah, it's, it's, but it's an interesting... No, I, I agree, because there's got to be motivation. Um, yeah. But at the same time, don't don't underestimate that putting a plan in place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Footscray, Foots sorry, Western Bulldogs, I'll, 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 I'll person speak. Yep, yep. The Western Bulldogs put that plan in the place five years ago. Five That's years true, ago. yeah. Right? It's not, it, it wasn't overnight. And you look at Richmond, and Richmond had that plan for about six, seven years, yep. eight years even. And one of the interesting things is last year when they said sack the coach, they went, well, hang on, no, that's not what we need to do. We've got a good coach. We've got a good list. We need to build up the people around them. And yep. so they changed yep. a lot of so all of a sudden, you know, when Collingwood doesn't sack the coach, but they look at the whole picture, sort of say we need we need a bloke here and a bloke bloke there. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, it, it changes. So that, that that old emotional reaction to go, oh, let's sack the coach and we'll feel better, isn't necessarily the right way to go. What it is is about having a plan, yeah, uh, putting it in place, reviewing it regularly, and seeing where you can tweak it to get where we're going. Now, the thing I like about Essendon at the moment is we. And again, because of all the turmoil, we've actually looked like we've got a plan. Yeah. Now, we it still might need tweaking along the way, but we have a plan. And it's the first time in about six years that we've got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're and, allowed, we're and allowed to have a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not, you know, that's not having a go at anybody. That's because of the situation we're in. Yeah. As I said, we're looking backwards rather than forward. So I can remember years ago when Geelong was, you know, looking when Bomb was coaching Geelong and, and a fella I know is keen Geelong supporter said to me, oh, I'm giving up on them. I said, no. I said, they've got a plan. Stick with them. Three premierships later, he said to me, oh, thanks, Simon. <laughs> thanks for the tip. <laughs> and, and then you look at the Bulldogs, you say, well, they had a plan. And then you look at the Swans when they went and they had a plan. And you look at Richmond, they had a plan and they had to tweak it. But they still stuck to it. They had a really good plan. They stuck to it. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get into, we're starting to get in that space again. Where yeah. We've actually got a good plan. And a knee tweaking along the way, uh, you know, our recruiting's been very good. Yeah. Our, our, our looking at our development of the young players has been very good. Our game plan's very good. Um, it'll still need tweaking along the way, but yeah, of course. All, the, all the signs are starting to come together. 
Yeah. What we just need, just one main thing is we need, when we're three or four goals down, we need every supporter starts clapping their hands and singing yes to them to keep us going, all right? Just there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's listening. <laughs> all right, Simon. So, um, we don't want to keep you too long, even though we, we could. Well, we're going to do 15 minutes. We've done an hour, half an hour. But <laughs> we have done a half an hour, but that's okay. You're, you're very eloquent. We're we blame you. It. Yeah, we blame you. <laughs> um, we'll do it. We'll call a, a quick rapid fire quiz. It's uh, 10 questions. First thing comes into your head. Oh, God. That's, that's, hang on. That's, with this head, that's a worry. Okay? <laughs> we, won't, we won't tell you Paul and Katie's answers. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, Favourite musician, singer or band? Uh, oh, Ry Cooter. There you go. Out of left field. Ooh, okay. Wow. That's interesting. We'll have to look that up. Uh, <laughs> Favourite all-time movie? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, first one. It took Ooh, it to a new level. Nice. Um, Favourite Essendon player you played with? Tough one. Oh, no, hang on. Favourite favorite one was the bloke I saw in the mirror. No, oh, look. <laughs> I once split, split Tim Watson, Terry Denneher, Paul Van der Hull, Gary Files, Matt Merv. There's, there's a whole list. I bet there is, yeah. Um, best Essendon memory at Windy Hill? Oh, jeez, best... Um, Don't say the mark against what? Fitzroy. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's not bad. That's up there. I'll, I'll take it, yeah. Hang on, a long, long answer. Um, when Kevin Egan rang me the morning of a game when I'd been running for two weeks, he said, can you come up and tell us where to put the centre circle <laughs> so you get a better run-up than the opposition? <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh... Any sort of special talent or occupation that you wish you've had? Oh, playing golf. I'm a, I'm a tish golfer and I would like to be... I've given up. I would have liked to be a good golfer. I'm terrible. Great. So what favourite non, non-Essendon player, past or present, to watch? Oh, Gary, Gary, Gary Ablett Sr. Played with him. Uh, played against him. Uh, you're phenomenal. He's my vote too. Uh, current current favourite TV show? Current favourite TV show? Oh, there's not a lot. Of, I, I normally, I normally go for movies. I love, I love a movie where I actually see. Look, I can't do a TV show. I do um, True Detective series one was fantastic. Oh, okay. Right? okay. Oh, and, nice. and line and line of duty, the series is really good. But as a show, um, as we're doing this, I'm watching Peter Hellier's Cram in the <laughs> back. Any good? Any good? Well, I, I, I don't know. I've turned it down. Oh, okay, you're <laughs> talking to us. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, silly one, M&M's or Smarties? Oh, gee, that's a, that's a hard <laughs> one. I'd say, I'll will Smarties. I have to go Smarties. Yeah. All right. We've, uh, the cheeky one is Cal Hooker, forward or back? <laughs> I can't pick the side. Can we, can we get another? Can we find him and put him in both places? No, it's, I've said that to, um, to no, Paul a second ago. I've, I've got to do footy, serious footy talk because then if we, if we develop or have another tall forward, he yeah. can take his place and he should go back. Mm-hmm. But then I do the old Kevin Sheedy so and say, why don't we keep swapping him up and back and keep the opposition guessing, you know? Do that one with Hurley. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we do a swap with Hurley every second quarter? <laughs> now... Uh... I won't mention the name that's come up twice, but funniest board member. Funniest board member. We've had two board members on pre you this me. today. It's got to be. It's got to be me. It is you, Simon. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Unequivocal <laughs> statement from the other two directors. Yeah, written, written, written spoken, authorized by Simon. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly right. 
All right, well, that's pretty much all we've got, Simon. Like I said, we could we could talk to you for um for the next good. No, hour that's or so. good. Boy. No, I like your work. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I make hopefully all the, uh, the the fans and the supporters will um get something out of it and keep up the good work. And we're looking we're looking we've got a hundred and fifty year a celebration in a number of years in a few years. Yeah, And we're looking to have uh, you know a hundred thousand members by then. Yep. So you let's you keep. keep you keep, yeah, you keep pumping up the club and I'll keep trying up my end and let's see where we get. Okay? Absolutely. And we also have the members forum coming up too soon, which I'll yeah, be... No, the, yeah, sorry, the members, very important. I mean, um, it's really good. Hopefully, you know, that's a, some of the things we've learned. But that type of thing is that we can get a chance to give the members first-hand information and we get a chance to hear from them as well. So it's uh, important. I've got it in my diary. You know, you know the date, but I've got it in my diary. But it's a, it's a good thing to have, and, and we want to keep it going. Beautiful. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thank you again for, uh, for your time, Simon. We really appreciate it. No, good on you guys. Thanks, and go, go Dons. Yes, yeah. go Bombers. Thanks so much, Simon. All the best. Same to you. Well, it doesn't get any better than that, Mr. Simon Madden. I'm a extremely happy man right now. Um, How likable is our board members? I know. Like, could they be any nicer? Mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, a, a dirty great comet could hit me in the head right now. I'd be a happy man. Um, got to and talk to my all-time uh, Essendon favourite player. That's incredible. Speaking of comets and all things space, can you interstellar? Uh, now, now George then, Clooney. now then, now then, yes, yes, now then, then, now, now Do then. Do you know then, your then, mistake? Now, now then, now then, then now, now then. Uh, I must apologise uh, to uh, Katie Leo with regards to my previous comment on Interstellar. Uh, she named that as her favourite movie. I um, did get that mixed up uh, with uh, Mr. Uh, what is it, Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, you said and it was Gravity, didn't you? I did. I thought it was Gravity. Um, I, I don't believe George Clooney in space. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't believe Matthew McConaughey in space either. Without, his, without his shirt off. Without, without his shirt off. The man with the whole film without a shirt, uh, with his shirt on, that doesn't work. Um, so my apologies to Katie uh, for for messing up that statement. <laughs> her favorite film. It's completely messing up her favourite film. And then um, bringing up bad memories about not getting an AFL <laughs> women's licence. I, I nailed that one. And um, calling the true value so, isn't it? So absolutely. Exactly we did, right. We did so well. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we'll never get Katie on again. Uh, but we really appreciate um, all of our guests uh, tonight. Paul Cousins, Katie Leo and uh, and Simon Madden. They're, um, they're directors of the Essendon Football Club, but... Clearly, all huge fans of the club. Um, it goes without saying, Simon's um, uh, contribution to the club, but we we really shouldn't um, uh, we really should take into account, I should say, um, the likes of Paul and Katie and, and, and what they've done over this period of time uh, whilst they whilst they've been at the at the Bombers, um, and hopefully um, they can absolutely um, spend some more time down there and keep, like Simon said, keep the club on the right direction. Because um, it's it's really clear. I mean, there, someone needs to write a book on how Xavier um, got this club through the the issues that we've had. And like Simon said again, we went from second last to playing finals. So everybody out there, we are well and truly on the right track uh, for success at the Bombers. And um, next year is going to be incredible. Yeah, thanks everyone for for listening in. Hope you enjoyed it. It's a long one. Yeah, it's it's definitely our longest podcast, but we wanted to do a big sort of almost like our own little members forum yeah. um, podcast. And what better way to have three directors of the club talking about what's coming up? Incredible and, access, well so, done, Scotty. Thanks. Um, yeah. just, just remember to just um, hit like and subscribe when you when you get us on iTunes or uh, or SoundCloud. We'd really appreciate it. And um, any feedback you want for us uh, to send us. Um, 
the lunchtime uh, catch up podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and send if you, it through. And if there's a guest there that you or a past player that you you want us to try and see if we can get a hold of an, an interview, then um, yeah, feel free to send any suggestions. Yeah, um, that'd be great. We're always we're always active and and um, and and happy to see what we can do. Um, people at the club always try and help us out, so we're always grateful for that. Absolutely. But yes, yeah, so thanks we'll everyone again. We'll 20. wrap it up. It's been a long one. Um, but it's been so enjoyable. Hugely enjoyed it. Um, and really, how can you not just say, bring on 2018, please? Oh, man. I just, <laughs> how long have we got? How long is there to go? Like a month or something? But um, bring it on. Um, Preseason starts soon. And it's, isn't it great, just on a side note, to have Stringer come back early and tra- already training oh, at the club? And so, I should start calling him Cream. I think that, that guy is going to be like four litres of just get this, cream, Yes, I you reckon. just get this feeling that it's all going to work out quite well. Oh. But... I'm still cautious, but um, yeah, I, I just get this funny feeling that that deep down in me water, yes. in me water, I've got a. We'll feeling. talk about that trade and 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 be very very happy in a couple of years' time. All right, so we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks very much for joining us on the lunchtime catch up uh, podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.